0: Hello and welcome to the ESG Fitness Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you think, learn and grow, and hopefully smile and laugh on the way too. My aim here is to break down your barriers to taking action and provide you with evidence-based diet and exercise information in a fun and interesting way. I hope I nail that and I hope you enjoy. If at any point you are enjoying this and you think, great to work with Emma, you can head to esgfitness.co.uk to find out more information. Without further ado, because I hate long introductions, here is this episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. I have Andy here this week. How are you, Andy? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm good, but I'm not enjoying the weather.
1: Yeah, it's... um... Not the nicest, is it? It's pretty pretty rubbish. But yeah, then again, we also...
0: Non-stop. Yeah. For like four days. Like yeah. non-stop.
1: We also live in Scotland, so we kind of have to be aware that it is also November. And it was 16 degrees last week, so we were, we've were, we kind of had it all right so far.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not cold. It's just very, very wet this week. Um, yeah. and also, I've had to work from home quite a lot because I've had a lot of calls, and I hate working from home. And then I realized, so here's a lesson for everyone, right? Yesterday, I worked from home. I had a lot of calls, but I had like short gaps in between the calls. It was raining all day, like nonstop sort of torrential rain. And so I didn't get my steps in. And I also quite significantly overate because I was bored and like I had these little gaps between and like, I, you know, I had a lot of work to do, but still managed to find time to eat way more calories than I actually required. And so I thought, right, I've definitely not set myself up for success here. Like, what can I learn from this today? So that tomorrow is not the same because today is just like today is actually tomorrow. And today is also a work from home day. So now I have a similar day, I've got like time slots in between, but instead of just thinking, well, I hope it doesn't happen today, (laughs) no reason why it wouldn't, apart from me telling myself that it's not going to, I've actually planned stuff. So after this call, I know I'm not going to get out for a big walk, so what I'm going to do is to bat a workout between this call and my next call, and then between the next two calls, I've scheduled in some hoovering time, I know, very exciting, but... My point, and then between the next two calls, I have like a certain list of things I need to tick off before I log off for the evening. So I'm not going to snack on stuff because I have something to do. And I think often the snacking comes from like, I've got half an hour. Oh, I just kind of sit around a bit. And then, like, oh, the kitchen's literally right there. and you're like, And I know there's some stuff in the kitchen I could be eating. So and then you end up like before you know it, you're like, oh, God, I've eaten quite a lot. Not really moved. And it's because you haven't set intentions. And my point here is that like, we all make these mistakes, but the difference is if you learn from them and change it for the next day, rather than just be like, well, I hope that doesn't happen tomorrow, even though the exact same situation will occur and you'll likely find yourself in the exact same situation. So if that is you and you work from home and you have these kind of gaps of time where you notice that you tend to overeat, make sure that you plan something in there. And a lot of people just go to, Oh, then how could I either have healthier snacks or how could I remove those foods altogether so that I couldn't possibly eat them? And a much better way to see that is to be like, what would be a better use of this period of time and set it out and commit to doing that? Like the the reason that this works is because I planned it out already. If I just, you know, after this call was like, oh, I need to do something between now and my next call. I said like I would probably spend half the time procrastinating and then get nothing done. Whereas because I know exactly what I'm going to do, it makes me far more likely to actually show up and do those things. Plus, I never break a promise to myself.
1: That's it. It's um yeah, boredom like I'm I'm a massive I'm I'm a i am i am I bored meat as well. Um and also at the moment, because we obviously we're kind of living in a bit of a building site in the house, it's because we've got nothing to do. It's genuinely the first thing you think of is food and it's just a, it's, it's there's no link between the emotion and food it's just genuinely that's what you, your thought process goes to so you kind of think these things and it's all about finding ways to um, navigate through that and exactly as you said it's about planning prepping making sure that your these things are in place your intentions are there and are you know exactly what you need to do so yeah absolutely I totally get it
0: I also think it's just a slightly different way to look at it. So often we'll say like surf the urge, like sit with that feeling of being a little bit hungry or the urge to go and eat something, even though maybe you're not hungry, you're just bored. Sometimes I like, you know, actually you don't have to sit with it. You could just do something else. And that's yeah. actually very effective as well. Um, yeah. Okay. So we'll get on to the next question. Yep. My lovely coaches. That's our Andy really trying to get to grips with journaling to get to the bottom of my cravings and I find and so I can find out what what's really lacking um to more appropriately deal with them okay great today I was really craving warm comforting food and a full tummy I was at work with limited options to respond to this so just uh just had to make do with a cup of a cup of beetroot Wait, sorry, I didn't finish reading this. A cup of beetroot, ginger, and orange tea, but still, she does say delicious. By the way, I mean it sounds very healthy. I don't know if, if that's the kind of like I. Would, if... I'm going to put it out there. That sounds rank. <laughs> you know great, great for the gut microbiome, great for health. I um... don't. I would massively enjoy it. No, nah, it's not. Not one for me. Like <laughs> anyway, that's what she's done. So. I've been thinking about why I want to feel the feeling of a full tummy and warm foods. I did feel a little tired and was certainly feeling cold this afternoon. However, just saying that I wanted to feel comforted doesn't really get me anywhere. I feel like I'm asking myself the right questions. Can you give any advice on the sort of questions I should be considering in my journal? Thanks so much. Um, And A couple of people have said great question. A couple of people have said get the commit to six journal which you should be getting Um, but aside from that I think it is a it's a really good question and there's a couple of points to make here so you might think oh simply realizing that what I was looking for was comfort isn't particularly helpful well actually it is because then you know what you're looking for right if it was hunger then we might look at your food choices but if it's comfort then you might think well what else makes me comfortable And actually what you said about being cold is quite interesting because I certainly find I am much more likely to overeat when I'm cold because you feel like I guess you feel a slight lack of comfort for the whole day. Like I'm I'm cold. I'm not comfortable for the full day. And then you're looking for something that is warm and comforting like food. But what you could also think is "Mm, maybe a bath would also warm me up and comfort me a little bit. And then I can make some sensible choices. The other thing is like your food choices will probably change in the winter. So maybe instead of your usual in the summer, it might have been, oh, I always have like a side salad. You might now have like a bit of a stew or you might have like some roast vegetables instead. So you'd like change these things up a little bit. That's going to be more in line. Like you might not want to come home from a cold day and be like, oh, just have a salad for dinner. Like that's not that's not going to be nice. But in the summer, you might have done that and really enjoyed it. So it's looking at your food choices and being like, are they in line with how I feel at the moment, what I want at the moment, um, and how can I adapt those?
1: No, I think that's that's, that's a real clever way of thinking about it with the sort of changing in weather and stuff. Obviously, we've already mentioned that. You know, is a salad going to satisfy you on November the 30th when it's pissing down, it's minus two? Probably not so making the choices about things like potentially making looking at things like uh, this is the time of year I love making soup batter loads of vegetables into a pot get something in there and you've got a nice soup that you can play around with as well so you know things like soups exactly as you mentioned roasted vegetables stews all these things like this is the time of year when I generally have the slow cooker sits and I'll batch cook a bundle of stuff in the slow cooker because it's it's and it's generally pretty hearty stuff as well and that doesn't mean to say that hearty stuff needs to be massively high in calories Like you can still make a real good real good meal from a whack load of veg and some good protein sources in there as well and you can batch cook it for the week so yeah absolutely I think you're you're exactly right I think the the choice of food that's not you know that's that's something I would that would be the first thing I would look at is the change in the choice of foods that you're making um Especially if that's what you're craving, like you're you're not cra- you're craving you're not craving food, you're just cra- craving comfort and warmth. And that, exactly as you said, put the heating on. I know it's obviously you know we're in a place where the heating's going through the roof, so maybe I chuck a hot water bottle on, a few extra layers of clothes, and oh you got your hot water bottle there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, take the duvet through to the sofa. You know, read a book, sit in the sit in the warmth. And I think that's that's just human nature we don't like most people don't like being cold I like being cold because I'm a weirdo but
0: um but I that's absolutely just... despise it like I even notice how much it impacts my mood being cold Laura
1: Laura's the same she she gets this time of year and she's you, you you're you get Reynolds though, don't you yeah Quite badly so does Laura it's like you can see whereas I don't like at this time of year my hands are generally like fucking radiators I don't know why I'm the complete I'm the opposite so my hands are like, literally, I, I make great snowballs because it melts the snow. So yeah, it's it's the complete opposite direction. But yeah, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be too cold. It would be pretty nasty, so.
0: Yeah, I think it's just tiring throughout the whole day as well. Um, yeah. And, and I totally agree, like stews and stuff can be really quite low calories, especially if you, and they can be tasty if you make them in like a slow cooker or something, like everything that you put in there if you put some seasoning in because it sits for so long like is generally quite tasty and then you've got like a little side dish that you can have or add, like soups are great and pretty low in calories as well unless you're making them with like full cream or something but if you're <laughs> relatively sensible with how you make them or even like some shop bought ones are pretty decent as well so how those yeah. um calories tend to be quite low on those and they're very filling so previously in the summer you might be like oh I'll have a bit of a side salad before my dinner to kind of bulk it out and now you might be like oh i'll have a warm soup as a starter and then i'll have my dinner you might actually end up eating less because of that um in in regards to the certain questions you should be asking i think you're doing quite well like essentially asking yourself how do i feel right now and like why do i want to eat like what's the underlying feeling and if you've noticed that it's looking for comfort that's actually quite a good realization and then we've kind of just spoken about different ways that you can find that comfort without necessarily going over your calories all right okay um oh this is quite annoying it's gone away from where i was oh no just talk talk amongst yourself (laughs) (laughs) questions for podcasts Gosh, isn't the new site just fantastic, right? Date created, bam, bam, bam. Right, we just did that one. Okay, here we go. So I've been thinking about doing a white collar boxing match. All right, this is right up Handy Street. Okay, this is Charlotte. She's been thinking about doing a white collar boxing match for a while. I have a boxing coach who's been trying to get me to do it. My ex didn't want me to as he was worried about me, but now I really want to do it. Oh, I can see the motivation there um we do a bit of boxing but also general fitness slash weights any tips on what i can do in the gym to try and help aid me towards this goal i was also thinking to try and stay as lean as possible to ensure i don't get a big opponent i'm five foot three and 49 kilograms thanks
1: i think at five foot three and 49 kilograms you're going to be in the latest category anyway so i wouldn't stress too much on that one um but just get strong. I think this is the, the misconception with a lot of sport is is this um, fact that you, the f- people think that they need to train differently to play a sport. And in some cases, you you'll change slight patterns of movement, etc. But genuinely, if you can get sh- strong as fuck, you're going to be able to punch somebody harder. It's as simple as that. That's genuinely what boxing is is about. Um, that you could add in a little bit of pace work, but that's the kind of stuff that you do with um, the boxing coach. So if you're lifting heavy weights, this is this is probably my biggest my biggest bugbear with sport is like certainly for football as was always oh you know you can't get too big for football. It's like have you seen some of these American footballers? They're like six foot four, like twenty stone, and these boys can run the hundred meter or the forty meters in like four seconds. You're like, there's no such thing as too big. All it is is the training around it isn't suited to the sport that they play. But so, do
0: you think? if you're comparing are you comparing american football to football i think if you look at some of the best footballers on the planet they
1: are genuinely athletes in comparison to like what we what you would class as a footballer like look at ronaldo for instance ronaldo is a machine like an absolute machine he's not big no no i don't mean i I, i'm not saying that you're going to be a bodybuilder that's like complete opposite end of the scale but there's no reason why this you know this is Scotland's issue with with football is that we breed unfortunately a bunch of midgets who play football and you get bullied like you can watch like you watch some of the best teams in the world and they're all hey, They're
0: small
1: Messi small but he's wide like he's solid he's got a set of legs and him that are, like tree trunks like and what he does with a ball like he's one he's like one person like that Yeah,
0: But yeah, like, yeah. you look
1: at you look at, like, for instance, the German team, the German team like Bayern Munich are probably the best one at the moment. Like the guys that trade are playing, we're playing for Bayern Munich are monsters. And I'm not saying like they're going to step on stage at Olympia. That's not what I'm talking about. But in comparison to what we have in Scotland as a as as professional footballers. And it's just to do with professionalism, but also the side, the training alongside it. So if you're boxing, you want to get strong as hell. So that you, you know, with all your, just your normal, your normal lifts, your squatting, your benching, your pressing, anything like that, strong as hell with that stuff. And then your pace work comes from hitting the pads, using your combinations and stuff like that. And that's where you get your your, your speed comes from. it's If you're doing far too many slow movements and not doing any fast stuff alongside it, that's when things will probably struggle. But it's about having that juggle to be able to get it done. And there's no reason why you can't do it, but um yeah it's an interesting motivation though if somebody's told you that you can't do something because it's the first thing that you want to do is i want to do that so go for Although it I, go
0: in first thing as well because you often hear that from i mean loads of situations but often like entrepreneurs are like well yeah my dad told me that i'd never make anything of myself so that like gave me the biggest drive ever to do this and then you've got other people that are like yeah my parents never encouraged me so i ended up doing nothing it's interesting mm. how people respond, right? Like, I don't think it always ends up... Like, sometimes it the lack of belief or someone telling you that you can't do something negatively impacts you. And sometimes it's like, well, fuck you, I'll do it just to prove to you that...
1: Yeah, I definitely. It's, it's definitely
0: exactly, like, what the defining features of how you will respond are.
1: It's so there's little personality traits, though, I think, isn't it? It's just a little personality yeah, personality traits, like I was always, when I played football, I hated hearing praise. I don't want to know what I've done well. I want to know what I can do better. I want to know how I can be better. I don't want to, you can tell me I'm, I've been great, but I don't give it. I I don't listen to that stuff. And uh, again, the, the same thing of like, you know, if someone tells me that you can't do this, fuck you, I'll do it and I'll do it extremely well and show you, give you the two fingers at the back end of it, just, just, people off. that's genuinely what it was like but again that was something that I think probably my dad kind of bred into me that like he was he kind of had that similar mindset about um a lot of stuff so I think it's I think a lot of it is does come from the people you have around you. Like you know, your mindset comes from. I think the mindset that you will have will come from the people you spend the most time with. So, you know, I was always say that after having spending time with you, I'm always extremely motivated for the next three weeks, four weeks, because it's obviously you know you you resonate. I resonate with you, and I can see the I can see the 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 grit, determination, and just the forward thinking that you have, and it but makes me buzz and it makes me want to do that as well. So, you know, it's.
0: Yeah, we it is. Contagious. Mindset is quite contagious. I was just thinking like why some people have a negative impact to that. some people have a positive. And I think for me, it's more like if I think it's if someone that is saying that to me, I think knows a lot about the area. So for example, if my mom was like, oh, I don't think your next group coaching thing is going to work. I mean I wouldn't be like well fuck you mum I'm gonna prove you that it does like I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't find that negative so I'm like you have really no idea what I do mm. but if like someone in the industry that I work like if Amelia was like I don't think that's gonna work like that might impact me more because I'd be like oh you probably actually have quite good insight here mm. but then people don't yeah. have this vision that like you have so
1: yeah mm. I think it's I think we have, there's a there's a whole host of emotions and it depends on how you wish to take it and how you wish to run with it as well. You could be, you know, you could have the same person gets two different bits of news and they could take it differently, each of them differently. Um, and it might be dependent on the day, might be dependent on how shit a day you've had, that you might take it negatively. You might have had an absolute great day. So you might actually turn in and go, well, oh, do you know what, perfect, let's do this. Just depends on so many factors, I suppose it depends on those things. Um, But get sign up for the white collar box and stuff. And let's hear, I want to hear how it goes.
0: Yeah. Okay, right, next post. Honesty 101. I think I've been making things harder for myself. No, I know I've been making things harder for myself. I don't trust the calories I've been assigned. I've always thought slash made progress on a certain number and anything above this I think is too much and I won't make progress. So I'm going round in circles. I know I should trust the process and just get consistent, forget what I did in the past as it clearly didn't work, i.e. she was stuck in a yo-yo dieting cycle because the calories were actually quote-unquote working but too restrictive and then you end up overindulging and then she says but it's so hard mentally, any tips to overcome this? Looking forward to some, looking for some reassurance I guess. So we had a bit of discussion on this post and like one thing that I think is quite useful reassurance is to remember that as coaches like I set your calories personally on commit six why on earth would I not want you to get results what incentive do I have to give you a calorie target that is too high so that you won't get the results that you want from my program like that is literally the last thing I would do it's bad for my reputation it's bad for my retention like it it's not what I want to do as a coach anyway there is no incentive for me to do that now I've been a coach for over 10 years I've coached probably close close to ten thousand women now now and i think these are the right calories for you based on the information you give me the other thing is we would change it if it wasn't working the hard part is if you're like i haven't been sticking to these calories then we've got nothing to change from so like commit to these things as cheesy as that is and then we can adapt them if they're not working but the reminder here is like we are on your team. We want you to get results that so we would never suggest you do anything that wouldn't get you results unless we were, for example, worried about how lean you were or something. But if you have fat to lose and fat loss is your goal, we are going to give you the best advice we can for you to be able to achieve that result and then maintain that result.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's it is it's very difficult. Coming into something where you feel that you need to trust the process, um, because it's taken away a lot of your control. And I think even if things haven't gone well previously, you still want to stay in control of everything. And human nature is is that we want to control as much as we can, and we want to keep keep in control of everything that all the variables. And unfortunately, life's not like that. You know, sometimes you need if things haven't worked, you've come to us for help. and exactly as as you said as you mentioned we're not here to to hinder your progress we're here to help you and we have a huge amount of between the four coaches we have a huge amount of experience in coaching people probably between the four of us i would say probably closing in a hundred thousand people we've probably worked with so that's a lot of that's a lot maybe not a
0: hundred thousand that would be a hell of a lot but anyway, a ton of coaches. A ton of people. Millions. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's and but that's the kind of stuff that you need to remember
1: is, is that we we as coaches, we're in your we're in your team. We're not here for us. We're here for you. So you know, we set these things. And the biggest I think the biggest part of the coaching experience is for many people is they think that we're gonna it's an exact science. It's not. Like we can, we, we may get it wrong, but the th- the whole point of coaching is, is that, that we can then amend it at a later point where we started to manipulate things and move calories, but only if you're ticking the boxes, that's what we need to, that's what we need from you. We need you to tick the boxes to make sure that if you're get, if you're not sticking to your calories, there's no point us changing calories because you're, you're not managing to adhere to it. But if you're If you're telling us that we can only believe what you tell us, that you're sticking to your calories and nothing's happening, then we need to make a change. And that's down to us to be able to help you to make that change. Um, But, yeah, yeah, it's... The
0: point about uh, setting calories as well, like, it's not so much that it's a guess, it's that you can't possibly know what the right calories are for you before you start. I mean, you can with... (laughs) I guess you can argue this both ways. Like, it really doesn't matter if you're consuming 1600 calories or 1650 calories. Like, the difference between those two, like, calorie targets is gonna, like, you're not gonna be able to see the difference in your fat loss results. Like, it's so minute. But you can't really know until you start. Now, what actually might make a difference there that you would see is that, I don't know, for some reason, it's much easier for you to stick to those 1650 calories because that allows you to have a latte once a day and that's like one of your favorite things and that's improving your adherence great it, but that's more to do with an adherence side and your food choices side than it is the exact deficit that you should be in like you'll get very good results in a 300 calorie deficit or a 400 calorie deficit to the extent that you probably won't notice that much of the difference mm. a really good response to this and this is why i love group coaching because it's one thing me saying hey like don't worry I set your calories I want you to get results but then it's it's so much better when you hear someone So Kate messaged underneath being just saying I was the same always been on 1200 before but I've now lost over two stone on 1600 to 1800 realized I wasn't really ever on 1200 because even the occasional off plan day I was able to push my average up to 2000 plus easily if you had if you had been successful on those calories you wouldn't be here you were temporarily successful but be honest with yourself which direction has your weight gone in the past few years if down then stick to whatever you were doing before if up then it needs to change hitting an average over the week of 1600 to 1800 means that adherence is 7 days and not 3 to 5 days that's the difference in being in a deficit or not trust the process and be patient and also honest with yourself the lower calories didn't actually work long term like that's drop, a mic drop right drop, there yeah like let's get kate on it <laughs> does she want a good job <laughs> um absolutely and then, rinse that one yeah and then the the person who wrote this post has just said thanks all you've sold me on it i'll eat my calories and shut up and get on with it said in jest of course but thank you for the reassurance yeah and actually that's what we're here for reassurance so if you are like we're certainly not like don't reach out if you're struggling. But if you're struggling, like this is what you need to hear. So reach out for that reassurance. Yeah. Okay, great. Let me move on to the next question. Oh, no, answered that one already. Hmm. Right, Catherine's got one from from check-in. Does drinking water help with stress? I remember someone telling me this or reading it somewhere. Part of me really hopes it's true as it's something I can get I can do to get through the next few weeks. Um, and Polly's actually put an answer here. She says, the research indicates that dehydration causes a release in stress hormones if you were stressed due to lack of hydration. Any stress added in brackets from life, I suppose, is going to compound. Article in uh, Journal of Neuroscience. Gosh, aren't this great great? And there's a PubMed link here as well. And I think um I would probably agree like at the extremes like obviously that's a huge stress on your body if you were dehydrated like I mean we need water to survive right so of course there's going to be a stress response to not having enough of something that we need to survive same with like oxygen you you would be very stressed if you couldn't get in enough oxygen however some people like extrapolate things like that to like oh if some of something is good then surely like exponentially more is going to be better like You know, if taking some creatine is good, then why don't I just only eat creatine for the rest of my life? Like, it doesn't really work like that. And just drinking water, more water, like probably isn't going to reduce your stress. Saying that, if we had told you and convinced you that it would reduce your stress, it probably would from a placebo effect, right? So if we were like, yeah, what's you know, like there's a, a physiological rationale that drinking water, as long as you sit down while you're drinking it, take your time, turn off your phone and take five minutes to just slowly drink the water and feel how it feels running down the back of your throat and take deep breaths in between. That's going to reduce your stress. I 100% guarantee that will reduce your stress, not because of any physiological impact of the water, but because you've taken the time to do that and because you believe that it will work. And actually, sometimes it's just the process of being like, I'm going to take even 60 seconds out of my day to stop actually this is so bad but I remember it was remembrance day what like two Sundays ago Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: and I was in the train station and so obviously I stopped for the two minute silence and I was thinking this is like the first time apart from like being in bed almost falling asleep that I've like stopped for, for even two minutes and actually it was so relaxing and it was two minutes like like when people say rest and they're like oh I don't have time like it doesn't have to be you need to take half the day off work. Like It, it can yeah. be a very intentional two minutes of turning everything off and doing nothing and just sitting and then get back to what you're doing. That will certainly help with stress. Things that are probably going to help more than just drinking water, unless you do it in the way I just described, are things like meditation, like box breathing, all this stuff you can get like free things like that on YouTube that will kind of walk you through them. Okay. Hi, lovely coaches. That's us again. I have a wee mindset question for you. So this year has been a very rough year for me dealing with what I now realize is perimenopausal symptoms. I've managed to put on 14.5 pounds since January this year. This has obviously been a horrible realization for me, especially since in January this year, I was about uh, two stone overweight. Since joining commit to 6 I've managed to lose five pounds. Obviously, I'm really pleased about this and it shows that things are moving in the right direction. However, I can't help but think that I need to get back to where I was at the start of the year before I start seeing progress. Does this make sense? I've been thinking that I am devaluing the success that I am having now because I'm not accepting I'm moving forward until I get back to the way I started on this year. Rationally, I know I'm being silly and I should absolutely celebrate all the small wins but I know deep down in my heart that I'm not going to be happy until I lose those first 15 pounds um I also know that it's likely to take a good three to four months to achieve that so it's a long-term time to be dissatisfied dissatisfied with myself any tips to help me change that mindset shift to truly accept where I am now and celebrate each step forward and I've said, i totally get this you need to stop comparing yourself to your previous self um and make comparisons from today to tomorrow instead think what can i do today or this week to make sure that i am closer to my goals tomorrow slash next week that is progress
1: yeah i think it's 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 something that i see in virtually every check-in is people like underplaying any progress that they make like like real things like for instance in the gym. You go in the gym, the lightest weights plate, unless you're in a specialized gym, is normally a one point two five plate. So add that onto your squat, which is two and a half kilos. Someone's like, Oh, I just I only did two and a half kilos more in my squat this week. Still two and a half kilos more than what you were squatting last week. Like it may be tiny in the grand scheme of things when you're you've got a sixty kilo squat and you're only squatting I'm only squatting sixty two point five this week. That's still progress. You've still you've still added stuff on. So I think we're all very we're all very quick to see our failures and the negatives that we have, but we're very very slow to see any form of progress, even when it's relatively big. So. You know, uh I only lost a pound this week. You lost a pound this week? Like, getting happy days. Like, that's that's progress. Oh, I've only put on, like, only put two kilos on my squat. Well, still two kilos. We're very, very quick to downplay. I don't know if that's a British thing. We're very quick to downplay our, and celebrate our our victories. Um, I think that's just, it's just a human thing more than anything else. And I think a lot of it as well comes from the fact that people don't like hearing other people boasting, and it's not that's not really boasting. That's just like you're, you're celebrating. You're not like you're going around and go. By the way, just some random person in the street, I put two and a half kilos on my squat this week. Well, you can do that if you wanted, but tell yourself yeah, these
0: yeah, so we can see. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Just tell yourself these things. Look at the checklist that you've had this week. What are the what are the wins you've had? This is why we work. At, look at like non-scale victories, etc. Away from the scale, like the progress that we make isn't just on the scale it's everywhere else and you need to celebrate that because th- that's where real motivation comes from you've been putting the graft in and these small wins that you're overlooking that's your, you're overlooking motivation you're overlooking the motivation that you can have a look back and go oh i didn't do well on you know scale weight that didn't, didn't change this week but i'm lifting heavier in my gym sessions i've recovered better i've my, my clothes size my clothes sizes potentially drop in and my, my measurements are tightened up. Like, they're, they're as far as I'm, they're fucking massive wins. But everybody overlooks them. They never, oh, I, had, I genuinely had a one-to-one check-in today. All this stuff. I mean, honestly, just genuinely fucking own this week. Absolutely own this week. But I don't feel like I'm making any progress. You've, you've literally managed to navigate a week of COVID. You've just had COVID. You've navigated a week of COVID and still made fucking progress, but you can't see past the scale. The scale scale's not the end that's not what we're worried about. We're worried about you staying well because you've had COVID and you've still managed to tick all the boxes. So don't downplay your own wins. Like five pounds is the start starting point from where you where you potentially feel that you want to be. That's still a huge amount where you've done. Fucking celebrate that. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a massive win.
0: Yeah. It's like getting like, does this analogy work? Like halfway up the mountain and only starting counting from halfway up the mountain. Like it's going to be amazing. You're going to be able to be like, I've lost, I don't know, however many pounds instead of like half of that amount, which is a huge achievement. And I would really try and focus and this goes for any goal, like direction, not speed. I think about this in all of the goals that I have, like even in relation to business and stuff, you might see other people, Growing faster than you but actually are you growing full stop like whether that means one client in the last three months whether that means one pound in the last three months like are you moving in the right direction because yeah the team is going to pass anyway and if you're moving in the right direction you're going to reach that goal the other thing i'll say like completely agree with andy about non-scale victories that's why i post in the group every single week to get people to recognize these things that it's not in fact The non-scale victories are far more important than the scale weight victories and actually it's usually the non-scale weight victories that lead to the scale weight victories so by that i mean people that are like hey this is the first meal out i've had where i don't feel so guilty that i then go home and overeat on my own that's gonna lead to weight loss like that's a huge huge win psychologically but that's gonna what's that is what is going to lead to long-term weight loss that you actually enjoy because you're incorporating things like eating out um and then I think give yourself some credit because a lot of people who feel the amount of emotion that you're feeling about this like you're beating yourself up about the fact that you put on weight when you were already overweight and hey menopause is not an easy time to lose weight it's really hard most people would give up but you haven't you've been like no I'm going to invest in myself I'm going to get some proper help and even though I feel like I'm so far from the goal that I want to achieve. I'm not giving up and I'm going to keep working towards that. That says a hell of a lot about you. And like I said, like most people don't have that kind of grit and determination. So keep that going. We are here to support you. Obviously
1: 100%. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, mm. Okay. Next question. Losing momentum. I feel like I've been doing okay so far, keeping up with the commitments and have lost some weight. I do feel like I'm losing momentum. I think it's partly down to seeing some results and feeling like, well, I'm not that fat now. What's what's to be done? Thoughts, Andy.
1: Um, similar to the last one, it's a lot of it's about taking the, the thought process away from the scale. You know, you know, you when you get to you get to a certain point and you you're what happens when you get to the point when weight loss isn't the goal anymore? Do you just stop? Do you just not do anything anymore? Or do you start thinking about what other goals can I aim at? What other things can I start to bring into, into my lifestyle that are going to push me? Whether it's business-related, whether it's um, like potentially, if you're looking in the gym, like strength gains, performance-based markers. These are the kind of things that you need to have a think about. And it's one of those ones where we do I I try to get um, people to think about this quite regularly, and I'm not talking about changing goals every week because that's you're not going to get anywhere if you keep changing them. But at some point, you're going to have to start thinking about what comes next. So what does come next? Once you get to a certain point, and weight loss isn't the issue, isn't the the major issue anymore, what where where do you go? What's your next goal? What is what's the next box that you want ticked? Is it going to be performance-based goals? Is it going to be you know start to think about building some muscle rather than losing, trying to lose fat? What are the what are the things that you want to settle down and, and and aim for? And I think that's what a lot of people kind of forget is that fat loss is a goal that we obviously deal with in the majority, but there are a hell of a lot of other goals out there that when you get to a point where actually fat loss isn't the issue anymore, we you know, we still can help you start to clarify some goals and to set some goals out with that so yeah i think it's um, and maintenance
0: uh, is an extremely worthy goal as well in fact it should be everyone's goal after fat loss that's not to say you can only have one but that should be
1: also a shit site more it's also a shit site harder than fat loss yeah i'm going to do it it's that's that's that's, that's more
0: people lose weight than ever maintain weight
1: it's the holy grail it's the holy grail of of the fitness industry
0: yeah also shona's put an awesome answer to this she says as motivation starts to go the determination needs to push through your motivation will come back but don't tell yourself sorry but don't tell yourself you will give up because guess what will happen you won't get (laughs) results. yes i mean she would have been much better at reading that unfortunately she's not here But yeah, they had a big discussion on this post and I think she's given her a bit of a pep talk. Good. Um, And also I just think this is harsh, right? But it's the kind of motivation that works for me. So if anyone doesn't resonate, that's fine, but it works for me. I fully believe that you fall to the level of excuses that you accept of yourself. If you accept lack of motivation as a reason not to do something, you're probably not going to get great results in and that goes for you know we're talking about fat loss here it goes for literally every single area of your life if you ever want to be good at anything you will have to do it when you're not motivated to do it and if you're accepting things like i'm impatient or it's taking longer than i thought it or i've got further to go than i would like or what was the one we just spoke about (laughs) Uh, oh I'm losing motivation yeah any of those things if you accept those as excuses as reasons not to do something then you're not going to get results and that's not easy right so I think people hear that and they're like yeah well it's easier said than done yes it is still doesn't mean there's any way around it
1: yeah I think that's I think that's the big one though isn't it it's when people start like I motivation doesn't just come out it doesn't just turn up it doesn't magic. It's not like pixie dust. It doesn't just turn up and get sprinkled on you. Like motivation comes from doing the shit that you don't want to do over and over again until you get the results, and then that's where motivation comes from. It's. I'm going to be honest with you. Like fitness, like fat loss, muscle building, it's mundane. It's pretty fucking boring because it's the same thing over and over again because you're you're constantly having to tick the same boxes, but The reason that we're doing that is because at the end of it, you're going to get results and that's where your motivation comes from. So getting stuff done, like, you know, the excuses, this excuse about, like, this is one of the things I always hate is about people, I change my gym, my program every two weeks. And you're like, why? Like, why are you changing your gym program every two weeks? You don't need to. Like you're genuinely only getting started in the progress that you're making by doing that. And then you've just changed it all. So it's, it's keeping the, the gym boner or the fitness boner as I would class it. It's just, it's, I get why people do it because it's trying to keep Isn't things interesting. Isn't that a really
0: bad analogy? Because, you know, you can't actually sustain a boner for that long.
1: Well, that's pharmaceutically enhanced, Viagra.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. That's, that's it. yeah, that's totally. That. Guys, that's if it. you lack motivation, Viagra. Viagra. <laughs> that be a real awkward standard. gym we session think, we need to think of a, a better analogy
1: it'd be a real jo- awkward gym session
0: well i was having a discussion with a friend who will name un, unnamed and he I thought was, you're about to
1: say their name there
0: <laughs> we will call him jeffrey oh. okay jeffrey. so jeffrey was telling me that he recently started trt testosterone mm-hmm. replacement therapy like I would say, I mean, he's a young man, so he doesn't actually need it, but anyway, or like technically, doesn't, whatever, right? You can debate this, I'm not gonna bother. But he was also offered something else, which acts in like quite a similar way to a Viagra, but it's not actually called Viagra. And he like, he was saying to, he was like, I would go to, he was like, I was like I just had a hard-on like all the time. And he was like, I would get to the gym in the morning and be like sitting in the car, like, what am I meant to do? <laughs> <laughs> do you not just think, I'm just going to stop taking this because this is completely. Inappropriate. I was like, he was like, Yeah, sometimes at my office at work. And I was like, Walk around it's, your office. It's the
1: one, do you know, the one where you go in and think the, the table is uneven. And then you're trying to work out, is that, is it the table leg? No, it's not the table leg.
0: <laughs> when has that ever happened?
1: And every, Ke- or oh, you're not, you, you don't watch TV. Kevin and Perry, that happened in Kevin and Perry. <laughs>
0: you said that as if it was like a frequent thing that happens oh yeah you know when like you go mean, he, he
1: just, like, you, you never know you never know <laughs> uh,
0: okay well that seems like as good a place as any to wrap up for today thank you for the excellent questions and thank you for your amazing brain andy why thank y'all bye thank you as ever for your time and attention if you want to talk to me about coaching or if you want to find out more about how to work with me head over to esgfitness.co.uk there is also lots of free information on the website and some worksheets which I hope you will find useful if you've enjoyed this episode I would love to hear from you please tag me in your stories at esgfitness or shoot me a message and if you think you know anyone who would enjoy this episode why not share it with them Thanks guys.